welcome to the Boyfriends Podcast, where we help you find your circle. And your man. I'm Jared D. King, and I am here yet again with my good friend Arvin. We've got Renee, and we've got another very special guest. We've got Corel hey. of the Minority Report Podcast. Yes, What's ma'am. going on? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm great. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here, honestly. Yeah, because I think we connected online. I think this was back when I had oh, the wow. Boys and Brunch Podcast. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's yes. been a minute. It's yes, been a yes. minute. And it was so uh, funny running into you in Philly, and... You know, we were talking, and then you just kind of, we were just like, oh, well, I'm moving here. And I was like, <laughs> I what? Recognize, uh, I recognize what? that face. <laughs> Wait, was I there? No, I don't think you were. Was Although I think you probably were. Though. Yes, yes. Because it was at was U-bar. this in U Bar? Yeah. 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 Oh, now I remember okay. you. I thought it was the guy from Tavern. That was my bad. He might have been. I mean, I've been all over the place. I, yeah, yeah. When <laughs> I was talking. Yeah, we saw I remember seeing him at Tavern. He it very well could be. Yeah. When we were with your friend. Um... Yeah. Somebody. Juan. <laughs> huh? Juan. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Juan. I know. I totally forgot his name. <laughs> but yeah, no. Be, uh, so yeah, we ran to each other a few times. But I was just like, you know, I love, I love your podcast. I love the energy that you guys Appreciate have on that. there. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, Minority Report, T-E-A, like so you're sipping tea, mm-hmm. um, report. Uh, we've been around almost three years or a little over three years now. And the foundation is really just showing a fuller spectrum of being black and queer. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times you might get siloed into certain stereotypes. And yes, you might be that stereotype, but there's just so much more to us than that. And mm-hmm. talking about the fetishization of us. Mm-hmm. Um saying, oh, you can't be smart, or you can't do this, or whatever it may be, kind of dissecting a lot of that. But what we really kind of found over time, too, and I mean, we talk about pop culture and all this Mm -hmm. stuff, but what we really found over time is folks are like, we've never seen three queer black friends just, like, chilling and talking in, Mm -hmm. like, a platonic, like, situation, like, where we never slept together and things Mm -hmm. like that. And that's kind of been interesting because, like, it's just our everyday life. Yeah. And to hear that feedback, and we're like, oh, wow, okay, that's cool. You know, like, they, they feel the joy. And it doesn't mean that we always get along. Like, there's certain conversations where we might not agree. And that's fine. Yeah. That is okay. And just to show that relationship. So, uh, so yeah, it's fun. Dewan yeah. and Jarrell, uh, I'm Auntie Carell, and we go by the aunties <laughs> as well. So, like, we have different segments where... The community, we love a good tea pun, by Uh the way, the community, Uh uh, will send in (laughs) questions, and uh, it's called Ask Yo Aunties. And uh, yeah, just building a broader community of queer black folks, foundationally, but then like really building up to where it's really folks of color within the queer community. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's like, it's so needed, it's so necessary. Um, We, there are a lot of other, there are a lot of podcasts that are out there, but... um, there's uh, we it's important to kind of like shine a light on people who who may not get the uh the the limelight yes that a lot of other podcasters do sometimes um so so yeah i mean i think you're 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 doing you're doing some some good stuff yeah it's about that visibility Mm -hmm. like you want to be seen you want to be heard you want to be felt and if it wasn't out there we're like let's build it then absolutely absolutely what has been i guess one of the more contentious um, topics that you guys have covered because I know issues. it's more. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about. <laughs> he's trying to question. he's trying to get the dirt. Right. I just want to get the on air like what has Vibe. been like what yeah. has been the because I know you guys talk about like pop culture like mm-hmm. I know 
at some point, you're probably going to touch on Beyonce. Oh, we always talk about Beyonce. <laughs> okay. I mean, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Have you I listened love... to the inter- is it is the album on repeat in your... Oh, the, the, the album is more than repeat. That's yeah. the only thing. <laughs> it's the only thing in existence at this point. I have yet um, to listen to the entire album. I've, I've browsed through it. We, we got to yeah. talk, we gotta it's talk nice about that. It's a nice sound. It's a nice new sound. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Man. But um, the contentious, that's funny. Like, it's funny, like, you remember that you've had disagreements on air, but then... You're just so on to the next. It's just like, okay, you felt that way. I felt this way. I heard mm-hmm. you. You have that respect level. And then you kind of get over it. So it's like, that's an interesting question because I can't remember. But there are episodes where we're sitting there like, no, like, <laughs> this is how I feel. And da, 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 And you're not listening to me. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. ain't listening to me. Like, and, and we keep it in. A lot of people are like, why don't you? Or people ask, you're not afraid to cut that out of the episode. Like, no, because that's real life. Yeah. Like, you don't always get along with your friends. You don't always get along with your spouse. You don't always yes. get along with people, period. But as long as you have that respect and that foundation around it, mm-hmm. you could get through it, hear them. And honestly, you, I edit the podcast and I listen back. I'm like, oh, shit, you know what? They might have had a point, low-key. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, I never thought about it that way. Right. Um, so, I mean, because we talk about politics. We'll talk about sex. We'll talk about... Our body count, like our numbers and things like that. That's kind of just like a running thread through the show. It's just like (laughs) certain people might have more than others. um, And that's a good thing. Um, Wait, do people actually still keep count? Because I've lost lost count count a long time ago. I lost lost count after number 13, and that was when I slept with my roommate. No, you have subcategories now of the count. Oh, what's the subcategories? White, black, Asian. Oh, God. Threesomes, foursomes, orgies. So you you, you do porn (laughs) categories. Right, right. Uh, daddies do got the porn hair without hair. <laughs> I have zero category. Yeah, no, I lost count a long time ago. But one specific uh, auntie on the show knows his body count. Oh, really? Wow. And we're like, that's it? But oh, we don't want to. Like, but I know, I know. Sense. But okay. then we caught ourselves. Is there ourselves, an app for that? No, I know, right? It's like the low body count. But, uh, but then we almost caught ourselves. Now it's kind of a funny thing, but it's just like. That's still part of the spectrum. Yeah. It's like not everyone has to be highly sexualized. And it's not even like that he's not sexualized. It's just like he likes to engage with people more and kind of get to know them more on an emotional level before taking that step. Respect. Um, and so so that's a, a certain spectrum that we continue to show on the yeah. show. But yeah. the, the other aunties on the show were like, ooh, girl. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Do you guys remember that movie with um, and oh, her name was Anna Ferris? It was called... What's your number? Straight movie. <laughs> Missed it. Okay. Well, I watch a lot of straight movies, but I don't know about that it's one. It's a straight movie, but like, okay, so apparently the average number of people that you're supposed to have sex with is 10. And I was like, mm. I'm sorry. A year? What? <laughs> <laughs> Missed it. Month. That was the average. I'm like, <laughs> oh, well. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. I, just did not, I can't really add nothing to that. Exactly. I'm like, this is like a completely different like, like, ten. world when, to What me. year was that? Uh, ten. <laughs> ten. Karel, I'm very, very curious about uh, your podcast, yeah. Minority Report. Mm-hmm. What has been the reaction of the black queer community towards it? And what were the... Of course, if you start a podcast, you get a, a reaction from your listeners. Yeah. And you also kind of learn from them. So what are the struggles today of being black and queer? You know, I think, again, it just a lot of people like to put you in boxes, especially when it comes to just black people, period. And either you're too black or you're not black enough. You're too queer, yeah, you're not queer enough. Being the only non-black person yeah. here. 
well, I'm brown. Yes. So almost black. Exactly. So, oh my God. <laughs> how do you be not too black enough and you're too black? Specifically. And th- that's the question. Because it's like, at the end of the day, you're just trying to be yourself. Yeah. And then to get the feedback that you're not enough sucks. And so to build a community where we're saying you are enough exactly how you come to us. Doesn't mean we can't grow. Doesn't mean we can't evolve. But how you are today is fine. And Mm -hmm. let's continue to grow and build this community together. Mm -hmm. Because there's no such thing as being too black. There's no such thing as being too to not yeah, black think, or whatever people would say. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think a lot of what you're saying is a great segue into our topic today, yeah. actually, because uh, our topic today is uh, losing friends and finding a new circle. Ooh. Um, now, those of you who follow the podcast know that we kind of had our ups and downs, let's say. We've lost um, a bit of a circle. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we're still here, like, and... Just, just to kind of draw on what you said, you said like you know you have a you have a little bit of a friend group on the podcast. You disagree with each other, but you're still able to come back and like you know be Agreed cool. Agree to dis- disagree. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, how how does it? I mean, I guess, and also like the they'll put put in a box thing. The yeah. Because that's kind of what popped off. Everybody's asking me why people left the show mm-hmm. uh that was the root of the issue that whole being put in a box yeah that okay. was the that episode where i kind of like had to say my piece okay. um but oh that part where yeah no, you don't no, have no, enough no, black no, friend, no, gay friends gay friends yeah that's oh that. <laughs> that's interesting okay but yeah so that was that was the root of the issue um and i think really renee you kind of kind of came up with this idea for the for the topic today because of a uh, comment on tiktok yeah someone um, commented you know cuz we you released that video just saying like we're still continuing the podcast even though we've left we've um, we're missing some cast members now and that's okay because um well the commenter said how are you going to tell us how to find our circle when you can't even keep yours? Ooh, that's a real statement, though. And honestly, you know what? I thought uh, it was a semi-valid question, but that's the whole point of this show. Yeah, we're like we're finding our circle too. Like that's we're now we're giving you like real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and the thing is, like, you know, I think my whole my response was, you know, circles change, people yes. change. Yeah. Um, and that is just, that's just a part of life and not everybody is going to be for you and not every circle or every situation is going to last a lifetime. Exactly. Um, and you don't have to know how to be a great basketball player to be a coach. Right. I mean, that's you, true. Right. you don't need to, you, you know, shit doesn't smell good, but you know. <laughs> I think what happens sometimes though, even with friendships and circles is yeah. we don't realize it's a relationship Yes, and there's going to be ebbs and flows, highs and lows, but a lot of times you got to communicate what you need yeah. out of that relationship. Like a lot of times we talk about the work that goes into like our actual like relationships and spouses and boyfriends, girlfriends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a lot of times that same work has to go into your friendships. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and and if you don't communicate what you need or don't need, sometimes things get crumble. And mm-hmm. and and 
I'm also a big proponent of there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you get what you need out of it. And lots of people are like, oh, you're just taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. No, like you learn what you need to learn out of a situation. And if they need to go, they need to go and, yeah. you, and, and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not saying, oh, you can't keep a circle together. No, it served its purpose for that point in time. Exactly. You yeah. both learned what you needed. You both realized potentially or whomever mm-hmm. that it's not giving you what you need out of life. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. That, it's fine. It doesn't have to be contentious. It doesn't have to be some big blow up moment. And it, I feel like it wasn't. Honestly, like, yeah, there was drama. There was drama. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying for the most part, for most of the people who let, there's like, there's honestly no bad blood. We're still friends. At least I am still friends with most of the people that were on the podcast. They all wish me like a happy birthday when I turned 29. There, I, I don't feel any bad blood. It's just like, you know, sometimes you know, when you think People that, that to move on. yeah, you find that puzzle piece and you just think like it makes sense and it should fit and it just doesn't. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. That's I've, life. I've, I've lost know, so many friends before life. and I don't, <laughs> and this, and this whole, I feel like I've lost a part of a circle. I don't think I've really lost any friends with this situation, honestly, because one, Jared's still my bestie, hey. which is amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I also like, may have found him a boyfriend. He's definitely amazing. Here's another thing that people don't realize, dude, even just about podcasting. Podcasting is fucking hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you don't have the right, let me think how I want to say it, the right temperament, potentially, the right mindset mm-hmm. going into this thing. It could chew you alive, honestly, mm-hmm. because especially if you're starting from the ground up, people don't even know you, and now you're starting to get kind of not even known, but like mm-hmm. recognized, mm-hmm. and then TikTok comments and Instagram comments and this and it's that. It's a lot. It could be a lot. It's a lot. Um, and people like think they know you from an hour episode. Yes, and you might follow. People feel like they know me from a five second clip <laughs> right. on TikTok. Right. And that's why I'm just like, and, I'm a and, gold digger. <laughs> I'm a fat gold digger. <laughs> I, think, right. I think in any type of media, when you start to present yourself publicly, yes. then that's already, you need to develop very thick skin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and, and, and it is part of it. You are seeing a real part of me and you and yeah. us, yeah. Mm-hmm. but there's even more behind the scene that, folks don't see exactly. and that might contribute to some of the issues that might yeah. come mm-hmm. onto air and things like mm-hmm. that. But, exactly. But I really like what you said about uh, in, in having friend groups, sometimes people have a purpose for you to meet those people. And I'll share a story one of my ex-boyfriends, which uh, was a very uh, bad breakup, mm-hmm. so to speak. So it was mm, a little over a year of a relationship, but it didn't really end well. Uh, but a few years later, uh, we met and we, 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 you know, we ironed each other out and it kind of gave me a feeling that, oh, there was a mission mm-hmm. to this specific relationship that mm-hmm. served its purpose. 1000%. Yeah. Yep. So I think sometimes, uh, friends really s- depends on the era where you met this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, your friends from childhood may, 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 may still be your friends today, but you know, you, you naturally people move on, people yeah. move, people have different circumstances. I mean, it's like, it's even like I have, I have friends from childhood yeah. that, you know, if yeah. I ever were able to meet up with them, it would it's be still like, the same. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't hang out with them all exactly. the time like I would some people that I know today. Because you have different lives today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think really when it co- what it comes down to is 
your mindset around relationships. And it's just, if you kind of see it as a a space to kind of learn more about yourself, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't hurt so much when there's a breakdown or when there is a separation, mm-hmm. you know? I, I mean, I think there's still going to be a little bit of pain there, yeah. Yeah. but then you can still focus on you. Like, what is, uh, what do you need to work on? What, mm-hmm. you know, um, what what can you do better next time? You know, that's kind of how I look at, at these situations. Another thing, too, is just like, I think people, too, and I don't know the whole situation. I've just kind of seen what I've seen on social media too. But like, <laughs> I, I get the other side of things. So I don't mm. usually chime in too much on like podcasts or stuff because mm-hmm. I like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's certain reasons why you have certain friends as well. They're, like I might go to you for a certain thing because yes. of the relationship we have that I might not go to you. Mm-hmm. And there should not be any jealousy between you two because I'm going to you or you right. for certain situations. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why a lot of folks don't realize either. It's okay to have unique and distinct relationships with different people. And it doesn't mean I love you more, or love you less. Mm-hmm. It just means that is how we have built the relationship and that's what we're both getting out and what we're getting what we need. But, and that's okay as well. Which leads me to my question to the three of you. Um, one of my good friends taught me this value of keeping your inner circle very small. Yeah. But also, it's also good to have that, having a lot of friends for different reasons and purposes. Like, you can talk to this person about this specific thing, to this person, to this specific thing. What's your advice for people who are not as friendly? Who already has... Are you talking uh, about yourself or not? No, I'm oh, very okay. friendly. <laughs> you, you pointed to yourself. Said, not as friendly. <laughs> not as friendly. Like, yeah. uh, me, recently, uh, I would like to share, sometimes I have this feeling, because I recently moved to Philly, Like I feel like I still have to uh, make more friends because sometimes I... I have this feeling of being lonely because yeah. I live in a new city. But what's your advice to those people who have a very small circle, lost that circle? How do you move on from that? Um, I've so I kind of did that. It's, I I didn't really like lose them as friends. It's because I moved, and so I had to find a new set of friends. Um, and you know, you know, like when you lose that comfortability and you have to like rebuild, it's definitely hard. But my advice is to just like try to find that one and then the one that sticks will most likely help you find your other friends and then you can find some more friends and then maybe that first friend that you found kind of drifts off and you guys aren't as close as you thought you were and then you kind of you 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 kind of work your way into finding like that little circle that you're like yep this is I'm, I'm, I'm content. This is nice. Yeah. I luckily, like, I, f- I have a really great circle right now that I'm just, like, I love my girls so much. I have a really great circle of beautiful, strong women who are really good at giving me advice and, like, lending shoulders. So I truly love my friends, and that's my advice. Just you have to learn to let people go. Like, like let go of those friendships that don't really serve you. And it's okay. You shouldn't feel, no one should feel bad in that unless we're an asshole. Then feel bad. <laughs> um, and then you just have to find, like, yeah, it's like, like you said, it's like a relationship. Find who you want to be with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Find what you like to, like, what do you like to do? Because mm-hmm. especially as I get older, I'm like, okay, I only have a s- subset of time anymore. Mm-hmm. And similar to you, I just moved to Philadelphia. And so, again, trying to find that new group here 
has been difficult, but then I'm like, okay, what do I like to do? Like, okay, I like to play volleyball. Okay, let me get into a volleyball league because at least foundationally we're going to have similar likes Interest, from the get-go, yeah. you know? Is it um, harder to have to find black gay friends? As, you know, I don't necessarily seek out saying, I'm going to go find me a black friend today. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go find me a Filipino friend today. No, no, no. But, you know? but, 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 but I, for me, it hasn't been hard because I... I I like to think that I'm friendly. And yeah. again, I, I seek out folks that are going to build me up as much as I want to build yes. them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a very diverse friend group and it just happens. Some are black, some are not, some are in between, whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I specifically seek out that I want more of a subset of people, mm-hmm. but I do want a subset of people that are going to be nice, mm-hmm. kind. Yes lift me up like I said and helpful, lift them up yeah, and helpful yeah, and, and whatever it may be and there's certain qualities and people that I enjoy personally that like I like to keep in my circle yeah. and if they I don't fit ask, that mm, okay I'll see you when I see you girl I want to ask you two like I guess Philly as a city how easy or difficult is it to form new friendships Honestly, how has it been for you and is it is it more of a personality thing I think it's really, I think I agree with uh, Karel. Uh, find a common interest. Like in my case, it, it was tennis. That's how I met Jared. Um, and it doesn't, and, and honestly, even if you have same interests, the personality also comes in very uh, huge. Like yeah. I don't get along with all the people in tennis. You very well know that. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> Uh, they'd be beating them they'd be getting mad uh, no 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 um, honestly not because they're rude or something it's just that you don't have the same interests yeah, yeah. Yeah. you don't have the same personalities yeah. you don't laugh at the same jokes you don't, yeah. up each other's you don't watch the same shows they haven't listened to Beyonce yet exactly uh, <laughs> there you, you don't like the same food <laughs> right, right and honestly I think um, one of the uh, which is kind of weird because I have a lot of neighbor. I live in an apartment compl- building um and I've gained friends in the building. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. we, sh- we have a common rooftop. And I guess I also talked to a lot of my neighbors when I moved in. So I got mm-hmm. to know them. And some of my closest friends in Philly, aside from the tennis group, are my neighbors. Yeah. So, which is a good thing. That's I mean, so nice. it's nice to know your neighbors. Yeah. So. Now you, but you mentioned a little bit earlier that sometimes you feel a little bit lonely in Philly as well. Or yes, just- I also feel that sometimes because I guess I'm still also adjusting to my life here. Okay. Not lonely in the sense that I don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Lonely in the sense that sometimes I have too much time in my hands and uh, okay. it's hard to, you know... Uh, ask people to do things with you, and my husband. You're out of your comfort zone right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's my full year living in a foreign country. It's my first time living here as well. Um, but I guess even if you have a lot of friends, the loneliness the still. Philadelphia. Hey. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I wish. Uh, but I guess it's also part of. Uh, living in a new culture. I yeah. mean, you're still blending in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've only been so here a year. Yeah. 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 But I like Philly. I think Philly is one of the friendliest cities in America. Um, really? I think so, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, brotherly love, yeah, but have you met the crackheads? <laughs> I mean, every uh, city has a crackhead, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like Philly has actually been no very kind. I'm so really? sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She said no offense, no, no offense like, to the crackheads. No, like, I know they're not washing, but like... Maybe. Uh, maybe. Philly, they can get kind of scary, okay? 
honestly, <laughs> I've seen worse in other cities. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just I think feel it's like, a problem for every city. Honestly. I feel it like is, I, I feel like in every city there's I always you these. So bold out here, especially <laughs> on the trains. Uh, no, no. You should go to San Francisco downtown I, recently. I, no, it's I, worse I a, there. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been to San. Like I used to live in San Francisco. Like I've been. I still feel but like Philly's yeah. a different level. I feel like Lily is uh, Lily. Philly, Philly is a different level yeah. of crackhead. Uh, <laughs> well, you just have okay, to avoid no, this no. place. Sorry, way off. Let's get off the crackhead. Let's get off the crackhead. But anyway, I was saying in Philly. Well, at least where I live. In my own experience, people say good morning to you when yeah. you walk in the streets, Absolutely. and they mean it. Okay, so then how how about the the gay community in Philly as opposed to some other cities? Well, I think I can only speak to the cities I've lived in, Manila and here. Okay, and I've traveled a lot in the cities here in America. Uh, I feel like Philly gays are not basic gays. Sorry for the basic gays, uh, <laughs> and sorry for typecasting. I feel like. It's very obvious that LA gays are very basic. <laughs> oh, she, she's going. Sorry, hey, sorry LA. LA. I like you, LA gays. Yeah. Listen to Minority Report. <laughs> New Yorkers can be basic gays too. Really? When I say basic gays, let yeah. me qualify. It's all about the muscle, the look. So it's what, not as a diverse group yeah, of. What car you drive, what job you do, right, how much right. money you have. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel. Like I feel like the Philly gay Philadelphians don't ask that. It's a like, little smaller than yes. a lot of cities. Like because yeah. I've lived in, I've kind of moved all over the place. I've lived in Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, now here for some larger cities, and I'm finding the scene to be a little smaller than some of the other locations I've lived at. But I don't know if it's just the city or if it's just I'm getting older and I just understand as folks get older, it's just harder to like want to like make a lot of new friends. It's like mm-hmm. I have so much other stuff going on that I find the older I get and the more I move, the harder it is to make a circle just because of time and just because mm-hmm. you already have your circle. You're not really looking to add it. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So that's what I kind of feel right now in Philly. And it's been very new. Like, I mean, yeah. I've only mm-hmm. been here four months at this point. So it's and very early. Kind of, and you already got a podcast. And I've been in and out. It's like, it's like, <laughs> and then I'm podcast. like so it's just a lot going on. So I've been in and out traveling and blah, 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 blah. But um, I, I find, though, everyone seems very nice. Mm-hmm. Very inclusive. Um, very inclusive. Yeah. And... But coming, I would say the biggest difference for me, just coming from Atlanta to here, is Hotlanta. Nobody calls it Hotlanta. There. That's how they know you're a tourist. It's, it's I funny. know. Uh, I just, you just said tourist. So that's how they know. You're like, they're like, oh, Hotlanta. You're like, girl, you don't live here, do you? Yeah. Um, but I, I find like being black and gay in Atlanta is just so prevalent that yes. that's the majority. Yeah. And I have forgotten how it feels to not be the majority again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so dealing with that dynamic again, where it's like. Oh, hold on. People might like you almost feel like you've been overlooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that feeling comes up again. You're like, oh shit, I like Atlanta, like everyone's mm-hmm. just black and gay and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Here, mm-hmm. yes, there's a lot of black gay queer people, but there's a dynamic where you might not be the majority again. Uh, and that's just a weird feeling to get yeah. readjusted and reacquainted on again. You were saying that people engage you and talk to you. In yes, film. at least in my own experience, mm-hmm. when I sit in U bar alone, people will talk to you. Yeah. Or in bike stop or I mean you 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 will still What you doing get... at bike stop girl? What you doing at bike stop? <laughs> oh in the basement? <laughs> yes oh. ma'am. I know they engaging all right. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, tell me more. What is Bike Stop? Oh, we'll bring you there during uh, Vice Night. Well, I don't know, but here's the thing. Bike Stop, like, and this is a whole whole kind of turn here, but like, we've had this question even on our podcast. Certain gay bars, do you bring your female friends? Mm. Is the Bike Stop (laughs) a location that you would bring your female friends? I brought my girlfriends there. To the basement? Yeah. brought back so many memories. (laughs) It's a leather bar. But but does it make it... Okay, so like, even if your girlfriend is okay, does that make... Am I going to get slapped in the face with a penis? You might. You might. You might. That's what happened when I brought That's what happened when I went to my first... (laughs) It wasn't my first gay bar, but it was the first time I got invited by a gay person to go to a bar. I was like, all right, let's go. I got slapped in the face with a penis. Penis. <laughs> was it a good penis? I was it was the same a ginormous, thing. but like. <laughs> but it was not consent. Um, I'm sorry. COVID. <laughs> well, it was pre-COVID. It, it, semi-pre-COVID. <laughs> was it? But, I, I feel like COVID was like still know. almost anyway. happening. Okay, but yeah. also hepatitis is a real thing. I don't want to. I can still feel it on my cheek. Ooh, oh. that big. <laughs> and uncalled for. Yeah. Was it but black? So, was but, it that, black? but that goes back to my question then. Like, Ooh. places like... Why does it matter? What did he say? Oh, I, I once... He said, was it black? Girl! No, 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 no. Okay, to put it into <laughs> context. The most. What? <laughs> but no, quick, quick question though. Like, is it appropriate to bring your girlfriend to locations like that? Honestly, I think it's more... Uh, it's more weird for the gays than the women there. Because... Okay. It's more uncomfortable for us to see women in the floor while people okay, are sucking so, dicks and kneeling but that's on the a, floor. But that's, that's a different, because I feel like we're talking about like bringing your friends versus yeah. you seeing a whole group of bridesmaids or something. And then that's two right, different things. Right, right. And I feel like for me, I had I known that that was going to happen or had I known what, the, what they did. Yeah, I would not have brought uh, her. Because they were, I mean, she was my coworker at that yeah. point. I was I was like, oh my God. But the question Ooh, is. Because I thought we were just going out for a so night. Where's the file, file so I'm going to get HR. fired on Monday. Right. So Jared took me to this place and now we stopped with penis. And it was huge. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like I, also, I, I actually went to the bike stop with uh, my friend Natasha. You remember she was on the show I mean, before. like that's the type of girl you can take, right? Right. I mean, you know. <laughs> but like even, but like. No shade, Natasha. She did not mean nothing by that. I did oh. not. No, she is. Like, no, she's just so outspoken and yeah, brave. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like the bike stop is such a like maybe the main floor bike stop. But like if you go into the basements of like some of these leather bars where it is cruisy, where a lot of things may happen, oh, yeah. even as comfortable as your friend may be, maybe, uh, it's, does it make the patrons yes <laughs> uncomfortable? Yes. No. Oh, oh, definitely, God, definitely maybe. not no, comfortable. I, I will never go to a gay bar without an invitation from a gay person. I will never go because that's your safe spot. Yeah. Which makes me ask the question. Now, most gay bars are too integrated. Sometimes it's not gay anymore. Like, it's for not- example, a Woody's. Mm. Yep. It's like a bachelorette place now. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. Boyer. And these are places in Philly. Too. People are probably like, where are these places? Yeah. Where are these places? So do you, Philly, you, do you like that? Real quick. Do you like the integration no too i much? don't because gay clubs are supposed to be like safe places for you guys to like hit on people you don't want to like hit on a guy and be like and then he'd be like hey i have a and girlfriend okay here's my it thing on that happened. yeah it's weird yeah. it's very weird and it's, it's uncomfortable like, because again and, yeah. and, like, and then he's like and then like those straight guys will get offended because yeah. like they're getting hit on in a gay bar but they went there to go hit on the straight girls who go there to feel safe 1000 percent. honestly yeah. um what two reasons uh, because girls feel more safe in gay bars yeah. when they do their bachelorettes yes. But my issue there is, number one, 
girls can be messy when they're super drunk. Oh, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. I'm a messy lady. Uh, again, <laughs> oh, I'm you're not that going. one. And I'm not going. they feel like they can <laughs> and they feel like they can touch the gay man everywhere, which I That's find disgusting. offensive sometimes. That is offensive. There's cons- consent people goes yeah. both ways. Yeah, no. I mean, you could touch me. I don't mind it. But <laughs> there is a definitely consent thing mm-hmm. that where's that line at? But yeah. um but yeah, no, I, I, the gentrification of gay bars is always an interesting topic because, again... Makes it hard to find your circle. It makes it hard to find your circle. <laughs> Bring it back around. And, and <laughs> like you said, you want it to be your safe space and trying to find that common denominator of finding friends in your circle, like you're saying, and be like, oh, wait, you're a straight guy. And not to say you can't have a circle with straight people because oh, yeah. I have yeah. very great friends that like I grew up with that are still like... I text them daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Again, it goes to the point of, like, I know when to go to them for specific things yes. and to go over here for specific uh, right. things. But, um, but yeah, no, it's always an interesting topic yeah. to me. It's of, weird. It's like, because you don't want to, you don't want to be exclude you don't want to be excluding right. people. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to say, like, oh, y'all can't, you can't come here. Like, that, because that, right. that, that feels just weird. feels wrong. It and feels we, and we, we're always excluded, so you know that feeling. Right. But sometimes you want to say, bitch, don't come it's here. Like, <laughs> Y'all, y'all have, you're like... It's like I'm trying to hey, suck dick in the corner. I'm, 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 right? Listen, I keep saying, I do not go to Jesus any gay Christ. bars unless I, like, bring a... Like, unless I'm invited by a gay person. Actually, you know what? That's a lie. I, I did do it by... Not by accident. On purpose. I did do it on purpose. <laughs> but I was that messy drunk. Okay. And it, we, it was tavern and I'd been there before and I remember how much and fun And there's I certain had. bars where it is kind of more a general crowd, <laughs> yes, I would say. Yes. You're like almost like your your standard gay bar. Like I would yeah. say like a U-bar is like, okay, everybody goes to U-bar. Like cool. my thing is I don't necessarily have a problem with straight people going to gay bars, but know where you are mm-hmm. and that don't part. give any kind of like, like fit in. Don't start. Don't like it's di- it's like you know when you invite you know it's I mean like I'll say it, like when you invite like you know a white person to the cookout and you, that's a, that's one of the things it's like you come it's like you come and you <laughs> and you sit and you eat your food and you be appropriate <laughs> until you can figure out how to navigate the situation and fit that, in. That you don't real. just come in and be overpowering no. and and that's what I'm you like, know get like, your feet off the sofa right yeah. you know like you come in you figure out what is the vibe of the bar what's the vibe of the club You're right don't integrate. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But leads me to my question. You ask us as newbies in Philly, what about you and you? How does it feel like making friends in this city? I mean, what are the dynamics being a straight woman and a gay man? Um, honestly, I feel like, is it it weird to say, I feel like sometimes it's harder to make friends as a straight person because there's no straight person. The straight bars are like more like romantic. Mm-hmm. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, because I feel like there's... it's a little bit harder. So the, the, yeah. the going to a bar as a straight person is more to like find a date. Yeah, or... sometimes or like or you go there when you already have your circle. You don't go there to make one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it can get kind of. Well, difficult. I mean, the thing is, that's the thing. I mean, and and for for straight people, it's like you can kind of find that circle kind of anywhere mm-hmm. whereas if you don't like if you, and for gay people if you want specifically a group of right. gay men yeah. or women or whatever 
um, you have to go to gay spaces to yeah. find that. Otherwise, yeah. you risk running into people who are just not going to be with it or are going to yeah. be completely offensive or whatever. Yeah, I mean, so d- don't get me wrong. I made a ton of best friends in the line of the bathroom, but I've never spoken to them again. <laughs> like, I've, like, I've had, like, a woman tell me that she was thinking about killing her boyfriend. I was like, don't do that. Well, okay. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> like, we, not in my circle. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, like, Swipe I, left. I, I, right. I've had some deep conversations in a, in a woman's line right. bathroom. Um, <laughs> I will say, as a gay man, finding friends, I think I've, I think I've spoken on this a little bit. It's been a little bit difficult, I feel. Yeah. Um, and I and it was it's it's different. I think maybe it's a personality thing. I think you guys are just very open and like big personalities. And I was just very reserved. And I guess I was kind of coming out. Yeah, of you're so a, reserved. You went through and you didn't even message me. I live in that building, honey. Girl, <laughs> she said, "Get over, get over, girl." <laughs> I forgot she was even there. Like, if had I known, I would have texted. So, you, do you feel? I'm joking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, you feel in the gay community, you have to be a little more big personality to, to you, fit yes, in a little more. I think it, so. You, you're not, you're not going to be approached as a quiet person. Mm. Interesting. You have to. There has to be something. There has to be something about you. Like, if you yeah. want people to come to you, it almost seems like there has to be something about you that makes people want to talk to yeah. you. I mean, sometimes um, that extrovert will come over and adopt you, but it doesn't happen very yeah. often. So, so it's just harder as like, maybe introverted qualities. Yeah, if, to... if you're more introverted, if you don't, if you don't do the reaching out, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you're going to sit there by yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, the, the drunk guy at the bar is mm-hmm. going to start talking to you and it's going to be like, like, girl, I don't want to talk to you. Jared, Basic advice, um, talk to the bartender. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I also just like people watching. You know me as a very extrovert person, mm-hmm. but I have those moments. Like, like yesterday, uh, my husband works for this restaurant in the neighborhood and he was working. I was just sitting in the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just people watching. Sometimes yeah. people enjoy that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Uh, I think I just think like the dynamics of trying to uh, make friends. Mm-hmm. You have to go in like and I've age, learned yeah. that I've had to be a lot more extroverted. Right. I mean, like in the space you, that where I am quite now. You are an introverted person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm very introverted. But I think when I go out now, that's kind of shocking very... for me to tell to learn now that you 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 were an introvert. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. It, like, so how did you transform? Um, you just know the space you're going into. Is it the hair? <laughs> the hair is crispy today, by the way. I just crispy. said, this is a new me. I'm here for it. I <laughs> no, need a haircut. Right. She got the haircut. <laughs> um, no, I think, my, I think really just um, learning who I was and accepting who I was and uh, just really kind of being comfortable in my own skin and... Uh, it just took a lot of practice of like getting out there and just like walking up to people and talking and just understanding that they're going to have whatever reaction they're going to have and that yeah. has nothing to do with you. So yeah. you don't, you know, so that's, that was part of it. Cause I remember I went to the club a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and there was this really hot guy at the end of the bar. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to him. My friends and my circle are like, mm-hmm. Oh God, here he goes again, talking to people. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm, if I see, if I see a cute guy, I'm going to go yeah. say hi yeah, at least, yeah. you know, you have so, to take risks. Yeah, yeah. So I talked to him and he was just, he was like very like standoffish and I get that a lot in yeah. Philly, which is why I'm like, kind of surprised you know that your guys's 
experience. Not surprised, but I, yeah. I, you know, it's just a different experience. Well, I don't know if it's that different though. Like, and I guess like I'm married at this point too, so like me going to the bar is a little kind of different situation mm. i'm mm. there to pretty much go with, with my yeah, friends yeah, yeah. and stuff like that i mean i don't have that many friends i, yet I, guess, here, I, I guess you're right Karel. because if you're married your mindset is different it's a little yeah. different it's mm. just but, but i mean like i i, I mean we still like the floor with the cute boys <laughs> and shit don't get it twisted yeah. i still we're still being asked sometimes if we're single <laughs> yeah, no, right exactly but but it it's just interesting like and i kind of hinted on it before just like the difference between like atlanta and philly it's just like i think atlanta is swinging richards Oh, I closed out early. I this know, year. So sad. I'm sad. But um, Atlanta is like they're just so used to gay black men that if I approached someone that wasn't black, it's probably kind of normal in a weird uh. way. That like again in other cities when I've done that, there you still kind of might get some of that separation and segregation and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That um, and, and well, it's hard will... to articulate because you just yeah. it's just. It's these minute micro things that it's, it's you pick up a as a aggression. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a it, micro. It's just like a micro thing. thing. Mm-hmm. And, and as a gay black man, it's hard to articulate it because people's yeah. like, oh, I just go up and say hey to people, and I, I yeah. get it. However, comma, there's yeah. something a little different, <laughs> and and so I get that. Yeah, and, and there's that. I, can I mean, see and that also it has been with some black, black men yeah, as well. So, you know, so uh, you know, I just want to put that out there because everybody likes to think percent. that I just talk to a certain <laughs> right. type of people. But Don't try it. Don't try honestly, it. Jared, um, to, 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 to add what you just said, um, yeah, I, I get that also. I, not all the people that I meet in Philly are friendly to me as well. Mm-hmm. Some are very standoffish as well. But I think my point is wherever you are, you will meet those types of people. And it just means that too. they're not going to be the for, people that you're gonna be, yeah. it's not gonna no, be, that's for a yeah. Valid yeah. be for you. Yeah, for you. So, right. so sometimes it's just uh, you don't have to take it with a grain of salt when you don't get along with the entire world. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. you just have to take it as it is. There's nothing yeah. wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. You just don't click. It's just not right. the person. Right. So that's yeah. your advice for like if you lose, if you start to kind of lose your old circle and you're yeah. like trying to find a new one. On to the next, because you know, more people uh, if you if you from. keep on thinking on what went wrong, is yeah. there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Do I get? Did I say something offensive? Mm-hmm. Or like, did we lose interest? What what could have I done better? Mm-hmm. Then you just don't grow yeah. as a person. I mean, I think there's 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 a moment for those questions mm-hmm. when uh, specifically when you're coming out of a f- close relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't dwell on those yeah, don't, spaces yeah. and and you, you know, learn what you got to learn and then take that and move forward. And yeah. Um and, and also when meeting new people like if it doesn't go all that well, if the person doesn't don't start questioning open up yourself. To you. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I had to learn. It was just like I would always go home from an event and just be like, well, what the heck is wrong with me that I can't blah, 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 blah. And there would be a lot of negative self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, yeah. one question for you too then. Like, so obviously the, the circle's changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. What did you learn that you could apply to your next relationships? Because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. always a lesson to be learned because it takes two to tangle at the end of the day. We might be able to mm-hmm. quickly be like, mm-hmm. you did this, I felt this way. But then it takes two to tangle. So there's something inside of us to be like, okay, uh, how can I apply it better going forward? Yeah. I mean, I think just maybe listening to people better and like respecting boundaries as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I learned from the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say anything shady. It's gonna come off shady, and I'm really not trying to be shady. But 
Um, yeah. When you so I'm gonna, it like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to articulate it without it. I just want to, it's like, well, just know, too. I guess just know the people, just be very, like, you know, who you're, who you're going to be including in your life, you know? So um, it's a lesson then more. I need to be more diligent for myself of yeah. knowing that from the get go. I need yeah. to work on that. Yeah. It's like I had a red flag for myself, and the lesson I need to learn is like if I have something that's saying, "Oh, it's not making me comfortable from the get go," I need to trust that. Mm -hmm. And so it's not even about them; it's about like because it sounds like that might be a, a continuation of other lessons yeah, you've learned. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, there are plenty of times where I'd be, I'd you know date somebody who I was just like, all right, I don't know about this, but we're just going to see. Gonna see how it goes. Like, maybe that's not, you know, maybe that's not how they are 100% of the time, but, you know, but I don't I know. But I think that's part of life, though. When you try to risk things, then you learn from it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you wouldn't have realized that now if you didn't give it a shot, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm understanding is you gave this person a chance, but now knowing that, you wouldn't get along with this, these types of friends, you wouldn't do it in the future, right? Is that what right. you're saying? Right. At least hopefully. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think that that's, I think that's definitely what I learned. It's like, you know, if, you're, if there is any kind of uncomfortable, uncomfortableness with a person, like, deal with that before yeah. you Trust your ahead. instincts. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, trust your instincts. Yeah. And the communication of it, though, too. It's just like sometimes you, got, you have to address that yes, earlier exactly. on. Like because if you let things go, it lingers. Not even lingers. Like they're just it they're just being up, yeah. they're just being who Stuff, they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if it's something that's not working for a situation and you haven't communicated that, yeah, you can't feel in your. I mean, you can feel how you want to feel, but you can't mm -hmm. be too much in your feelings because you never communicated right. that when they acted mm -hmm. the way that they they're yeah. naturally right. acting. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it so that's where that to the tangle comes yeah. in. Mm -hmm. So. Like Absolutely. I always say, if you have a problem and you don't communicate it, then you deserve your own agony. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that I learned from an earlier uh, friendship that I, um, he and I, like I, I didn't, um, I didn't uh, express some of the stuff that I was feeling earlier on in the relationship, and then it just kind of built up yeah. into a moment. Yeah. Um, not what that's not what happened here. Right. But um, but yeah. So yeah, you kind of you have to be very. Uh, you have to be able to express yourself. You have to, if you don't feel safe about expressing yourself in that way, then that may be a sign there that this is not necessarily the friendship that you need to be in or the yeah. relationship. And that might in. be something you just need to learn. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, and I'm preaching to myself. This is not preaching to y'all and whoever's We're watching. Still, this is preaching to myself. Everyone is still learning. You don't know everything. A thousand percent. <laughs> One thousand percent. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. well, it'll uh, work out. It always does. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Uh, all right, so I mean, I think like just to end, uh, just to end on this conversation. I mean, to anybody out there who has lost a circle and is maybe looking to rebuild, rebuild, or or is just in that in that space of um, recovering from from the breakup, or or you know, it's still a breakup. It's still a breakup. It's, it's um, yeah. yeah, you know, just just know that. You know, it's it's a space where you can learn about yourself and what you contributed to the situation and how you can change it moving forward. And don't beat yourself up too much about it, because as Corral said, there's always more people that you can uh, make friends with. Um, you know, you've, you've made friends before. You will find more 
moving on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well said. All well right. Said. So, uh, Corel, uh, <laughs> yes. why don't you let everyone know where they can find you and the, your podcast uh, online? You can find us at Minority, again, like your sipping tea, Minority Report, wherever you stream, download podcasts, also on YouTube. We put every episode on YouTube as well, so you can find the full visuals because we're a little animated. So like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe on You know, there. exactly. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell button, as they say. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, new episodes every Monday. Join us. We're building a community. We love it. So you can find us on IG, TikTok, Facebook. All the mm-hmm. socials are mm-hmm. my, Minority Report. Only fans. Um, not yet. But, you know, sometimes you might need to get some about, coins. You're about to gain the I mean, biggest contributor. If I was a decade younger, I would have thought about it a little harder. But, <laughs> you know. And every time we always say, wash your hands, wash your ass, wash uh, Well, I can't even remember. Wash your hands, wash your legs, wash your ass. I say it so much. Um, so we have merch at minorityreport.com as well. So check that out. And, awesome. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. All right. Look, I cannot wait to see what else you guys have coming up. We have some Great stuff coming up. Oh, I can't. Like, literally, in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Check us out. We got, we have a good guest coming up. I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) But one day it'll happen. It will happen. Oh, my God. You should bring on a drag queen, Beyonce. Oh, we've had drag queens. We've had Mo Hart. We've had Jasmine. Okay. Specifically drag. But I don't know because we'd be like, girl, you ain't Beyonce. <laughs> Sorry, I got it's off like we want again. the real Beyonce, but you so never know. Anyway, uh, Adjacent, yeah. Uh, Corral, thank you so much for joining thank us for today. Arvin, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're us welcome. Thank you so much for episodes. having me. So, until next time, if you have no one else, you, you got, got us. us. <laughs>